Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate you guys, our great listeners especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if, if Brupolo was in uh, Farmington. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there'd be some nice fresh brewed coffee, maybe some some good old farm-grown eggs. Farm farm to table bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Farmington's gonna have the best coffee. Oh old, old Fluffy the Pig was out, I was out in the yard yesterday. Today he's on the plate. There you go. Yeah. Well, Farmington is a good Mississippi town. It is, it is. Wherever you live in our great state, if you want to drink Strange Brew Coffee every morning, you just gotta order it at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Whatever kind of coffee machine you've got, they've got you taken care of, including the K-Cups, and all flavors are available, including the super awesome and new maple bacon pancake. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. They have great selection. They've got the logos that you want. It's just a fantastic stuff. And also, when you look at their uh, their website, you need to check out the uh, the on-sale tab there. Uh, for example, looking right now, they've got a uh, maroon quarter zip uh, with the state script logo on there, half half off. They've got a couple of, of of really good pullovers and sweatshirts and stuff like that. So check that out. Some deals to be had there for sure at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're originally by Fleet Feet. They're in Florida by the Half Shell. Or you shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's best restaurant, period. End of statement. It's just that good. When I want a great blue plate lunch, the best in town, one of the best in the state of Mississippi at Restaurant Tyler. Great options for your meats, great options for your veggies. That's the thing. So many places you go, they got like three choices for meats and maybe like five veggies. Not at Restaurant Tyler. You got, what, seven meats and I think 10, 12 vegetable choices there. So you, you could have something different every day of the week for a month, and then just and it's all good. It's all good. I mean, where else am I getting chicken meatloaf? You're, you're, you, just, you just raise your eyebrows. You're like, chicken meatloaf? Let me just tell you about the chicken meatloaf. It's good. It's good. You want to try it? You, I you still want, haven't had it. You haven't had the chicken meatloaf? No, uh, I've Next always just go. stuck... We I've always to... stuck with the with the old reliables, the fried catfish. That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. Well, next time we go, we're not gonna. I'm gonna make you say. I'm not gonna make you get chicken meatloaf. But what we'll do is we'll say, "Hey, bring us a piece of chicken meat." Yeah. So we just have it, and then we yeah, also that's the way to go. Yeah. So, see, you got to think outside the box sometimes. And here's the great thing about Restaurant Tyler; they're always willing to serve, man. Every time I've been in there many times, I've been like, look, I know this isn't really on the menu, but can we do this? And they're like, yeah, we can do that. You know, I always get an extra piece of catfish. Did you know you could ask for an extra piece of catfish? You can. 
Brian knows all the trades. They'll charge, they'll charge you for it, but man, it's it's and if you want two pieces of catfish on your blue plate, it's the way to go. Restaurant Tyler, Starville's flagship restaurant. Priority One Bank, that is Central Mississippi's Bank of the People. Let them take care of you today. 16 locations throughout Central Mississippi and all of those branches, loans made locally. You don't have to worry about someone you don't have a relationship with making a financial decision for you. You're going to talk to the bankers and the people in that branch that you know and that you call your friends and your neighbors. The Priority One Bank app, online banking, bill pay service, transfer your funds, make payments, set alerts, everything you need to do at a Priority One Bank branch, you can do it on the Priority One Bank app. 16 locations. Check them out online at PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Robbie and I were just having a very interesting discussion about the uh, the Gillum Trophy, which went like this. Hey, Robbie, who are you voting for? Because I don't know. I just, and, I, and I didn't get asked to vote for it. Yeah, it's so, yeah. And actually, it, you know, what's, what's frustrating about that, like, I, you know, it, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the only people that has consistently covered women's basketball in, in the, the state. state. In, years. in the state of Mississippi. you it, <laughs> it, it, is not, it is not a stretch to say that Robbie Falk is the preeminent voice for women's basketball in the state of Mississippi. No one has covered it more. No one has covered more games. No one has traveled with the team more, has given more in-depth coverage than Robbie Falk has on this sport. And yet the man can't get a vote for the biggest award in the state. And he's got me calling him saying, who should I vote for? And I got to call well, I got, him. I got to, saying, I got, who should I, I vote got pushed, for? I was like, do you have Robbie's number? I got pushed into the um, into the C Spire, the Connolly Trophy this year mm-hmm. for the we first time. For that, yes. So, uh, yeah. So, I guess I can vote for that, but I can't vote for the Gillum Trophy. I'm like yeah. the only sport that I exclusively have covered for 10 I years. I know. It's, it's, it's travesty. It is, hey, it's, it's fine. Uh, that's I'm not it. upset. I'm, I'm not, not upset at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame or C Spire or anybody like that. Definitely not C Spire. They don't have anything to do with it. Uh, well, they, they sponsor it, but they yeah, don't know who I am. No. Um, so yeah, my ballot is due Wednesday for the Howl and the uh, the Gillum. So we'll see how that uh, that transpires. Um, big game tonight for Mississippi State basketball in Columbia, Missouri. Mississippi State versus uh, Mizzou. 6 p.m. tip. Our friend Richard Cross on the call uh, for the SEC Network in a game that, you know, a rematch, obviously. Uh, Mississippi State defeated Missouri earlier this year here in Starkville. Missouri, a team that averages 80 points per game. State held them under 55 uh, in that game and really dominated it defensively. I believe Paul Jones pointed this out to us when we, we were in the hump for this game. State has won 12 of the last 13 against Missouri. Is that correct? Something like that. They've, they dominated. they've dominated the series. Them and Arkansas State has really controlled that series in recent years. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Arkansas is, is the one that's a little surprising to me, but Missouri, I mean, they haven't been great, but it's Mississippi State hasn't either. So it's kind of that's kind of a strange team to kind of dominate. Yeah. It'd be nice to get another one. Absolutely. This is a this is a team that had they've kind of been up and down recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they kind of struggled a little bit against LSU and, and South Carolina, and then they they beat Tennessee mm-hmm. on, a on great the road. Yeah, got destroyed by Auburn. 
Lost it. I mean, I just I don't I don't really know what to expect from them. They've mm-hmm. kind of been a little inconsistent down the street. They were hot when they got to Starkville. They had won yeah. three in a row, had beaten Ole Miss, Iowa, beaten a ranked Iowa State team, and then had beaten LSU by ten in a game that, like you mentioned, they did go back and forth a little bit, but they ended up winning. And and now, like I said, in all these games, they're getting you know eighty plus points, and then they play Mississippi State. They lose sixty three fifty two in Starkville. They bounce back pretty well, right? They beat South Carolina at home, and then they beat Tennessee again over 80 points per game. But then, as you mentioned, on Valentine's Day, absolutely massacred at Auburn, uh, 89-56. They come back home, and Texas A&M beats them 69-60 on, on Saturday in Columbia. Uh, and again, that's really the first game this year when you look at them from the home perspective where offensively they weren't good at home. The only other game would be Alabama, who, you know, Alabama is maybe the best team in the country. But AM holding them to 60 at home, that that that's something to keep an eye on. State defensively absolutely dominated the game uh a few weeks back here in Starkville when you look at the box score. Um, and that was really, I thought maybe state's one of their, their best games of the year. But they held uh Missouri to 32% shooting, 26% from behind the arc. Um a team that averages, like I said, 83, or now, right now they're averaging 81 points per game after this past week where they've been, been slow, held to 52. I mean, I feel I feel like, you know, State this week needs to be 1-1. One and one. And it, I feel like Missouri is the easier team than Texas A&M, but that game's on the road versus A&M being at home. They got to find a win in this week. If they're 1-1 one and one this week, they're fine. Everything continues to move forward towards the NCAA tournament. But they got to find that win. It's like you said when we started off. This is a massive game for Mississippi State. They they really need to duplicate the performance they put together just a couple of weeks ago. It's a lot like that Arkansas game, isn't it? You know, going on the road and stealing a road game mm-hmm. that that could do a lot for Mississippi State if they're able to go on the road and win a road game. I mean that that really kind of saves you down the line against some teams. It's kind of like the Arkansas game. Mm-hmm. You win well, that game against squad one win. Yeah, and, and you win that Arkansas game, it doesn't make that loss to Kentucky as bad. Because Kentucky wasn't a bad loss anyway, but if you would have lost both of those, you're really staring down the barrel. Mm-hmm. So for State to go on the road and beat Arkansas, that saves you there. You go you go on the road and beat Missouri, you can afford to lose to a, a Texas A&M or Vanderbilt. Can't lose, you can't afford to lose to both of them, but you can afford to lose to one of those ballgames because you beat Missouri <laughs> yeah. and you get a quad one win there. Um, and you really need to beat, beat Vanderbilt. And I know that that could turn into a quad one, but you still need to win that game, I feel like. It really boils down to me to Missouri and A&M. We're, we're assuming they're going to beat South Carolina. We feel okay about beating Vanderbilt, but that's still up in the air. But winning one of these two games is paramount. You, you have to win one of these two, I think. Um, and, I, and getting one on the road right here, it just chips away another piece for Mississippi State, and you're at one game at a time now. Mm-hmm. And you've kind of been at one game at a time for a while, but so far the only time you've slipped up in the stretch was against Kentucky. And that's not a bad team to slip up against. I mean, that's a team that is going to make the NCAA tournament, barring some kind of collapse here down the stretch. That was going to be a monster win for State. They couldn't quite get it, but they've taken care of business against everyone else. Going the road and beating Missouri here, it's just chipping away another goal towards getting back to the NCAA tournament. And 
I think it's possible. I think they can do it. If you go to Arkansas and win a ball game, you can win just about anywhere in the league, in my opinion, just because I, I feel like Arkansas is one of those places where you can just get engulfed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's times where they just can't miss in that building. It's a very intimidating atmosphere. There's fifteen to 18,000 people in there. I mean, it's just a very tough place to win. Mm-hmm. Missouri's a tough place to win, too, when it's packed. And and they're they're kind of the same way. They can get hot there. I mean, their women do the same thing. They they can just kind of run you out of the gym sometimes because of what they can do at home. So for me, I mean, this is going to be a difficult ball game, but it's as winnable a game I think as the A and M game, even when the A and M game being at home, just because I think A and M is a better team right now. Mm-hmm. So if State puts together the same game they did against Missouri and they make things difficult for them from a three point shooting perspective. They got a really good shot at winning this game. If Missouri's hitting their threes, it's going to be tough. Yeah, Missouri's a team that shoots on the year 47% from the field, 36% from three. And as we mentioned earlier, State really knocked those percentages down. Where Missouri suffers against Mississippi State is is inside. They are not a team that's built around the the, the post play. They get out-rebounded by eight rebounds a game. So you think Tolu Smith should have another big night for Mississippi State. He certainly did a couple weeks ago. Uh, against Missouri. And, you know, you hope that maybe Will McNair, Cam Matthews, those guys can continue to to, to play well inside the paint. DJ Jeffries in this Missouri game, I'm trying to remember, I think he that was the game where he didn't shoot the ball well, but he was able to get inside and get some some buckets that way. State's going to definitely, you know, the, the game plan for State has not changed this year. It is get the ball down low, get high percentage shots, get to the free throw line. You saw, You really saw it. The first half against Ole Miss, the first half of the first half especially, that's what it that's stayed at its best when they're just getting easy layups and getting dunks and then shooting 18 of 21 from the free throw line. I mean, that's that's a percentage that if State had been able to shoot it throughout the season, would they would we wouldn't be worried about being on the bubble. You'd be talking about Mississippi State, you know, as a potential six, seven seed, something like that. They would have, you know, beaten teams like Alabama, they would have beaten Georgia. Uh, back uh, a few weeks back, so state again. You know, I feel I, I've said this a few times. I don't feel like state is playing its best basketball yet. They're they're getting close to it. They're playing close to their ceilings, but they haven't had that night where they're just they're hitting on all cylinders. I mean, look at Ole Miss. They shot pretty well from the field. They shot great from the free throw line, but from the three point line, they were bad. They haven't played a game where I just would say that's a complete game. Maybe that can be tonight for them. But they are peaking. They're peaking at the right time. You know, and and now they have four games left. They continue to play well. You don't want to peak. You want to be peaking. You want to maybe peak next week, or not not next week, but the week after that when you're into the SEC tournament. That's when you want to be, you know, okay, now we're playing our, our best basketball. I feel like State has an opportunity uh, to do that. You hit on it a second ago, though. That I definitely think Texas A&M is the better team between these two, but tonight, even though it's on the road, does feel like Mississippi State's best chance to get a quad one win which would be huge for their resume. That would be a fourth quad one win for them uh, and put them, I think, in the driver's seat. At that point, I would think a win tonight might take State out of the last four buys and into the actual tournament itself. Yeah, you're to me at that point, you should be moving into firmly in. Mm-hmm. You, can, you, can, you can lose your way out, but at that point, you shouldn't be sitting on the fence. You should have done enough. You know, nineteen and nine, seven and eight in the SEC. You're going to have a net uh, closing in on the thirties if they're not all already there. It's just going to be. 
very difficult to see Mississippi State not being a team looked at as an NCAA tournament team at that point. And like I said, you can lose South Carolina and, and Vanderbilt and drop out, but State should be firmly in uh, at that stage. If you beat Missouri on the road, you would have um, two really good road wins in Arkansas and Missouri, and the quad one wins are starting to accumulate now uh, for Mississippi State. The key in this game, you got to keep Missouri in the 60s. Yeah. If if you look at what State's done this that's, year, that's all the key their for wins, every Mississippi State game. Every single win Mississippi State has scored in the 60s in, in SEC play. They don't have a single SEC win where they've scored 70 or more points. If I'm, I might be mistaken. No, Arkansas they scored 70. They scored 70 points. So that yeah. like that's the that is like the. It feels like that's going to be like the top of the the offensive mm-hmm. prowess. Right. So, for State, you don't need to get in a shootout. You, I don't think that this team can survive a shootout. No. I think it's got to be the same formula as, as it always is. We're going to muddy up the ball game. We're going to get in on you on defense. We're going to press you. We're going to trap you. We're going to make things difficult for you. And we're go- the the offense is not a fast paced offense. It's going to be an offense that's going to run a shot clock down. They're going to they're going to try to get the most efficient efficient possessions that they can possibly get mm-hmm. on the offensive side. State's got to hit those shots, but. It's not a game that you want to be in the seventies. Uh, I don't. I don't think Mississippi State's in a good spot if they're late in the ball game and they're working in the seventies with Missouri. That means Missouri has scored a good bit of points too. I just don't. Right. I personally don't think that State's going to score that high. So you got to keep it ugly, like you did against Missouri. It, it never felt like State was in trouble in that ball game, and they only scored sixty-three points. But it felt like they firmly were in control of that game from yeah. start to finish. I will say this. I think State is capable of scoring those kind of points, but they'd have to play that game I just described. You look back at Saturday's game in Oxford, right? State shot 60% in the first half. Yeah, They shoot 80-plus percent from the line for the game. But in the, the second half, they shot 25% from the field. If they had shot 40%, 45%, which is not unreasonable, they score you know, probably 75, 80 points in that. And so, didn't turn the if they didn't turn the ball didn't turn over the, turn the ball over right nineteen times exactly so you know just hitting their shots if they play that that peak game that I'm talking about this is a team that could could possibly win a shootout but the problem is this entire season you haven't seen them do that you know, yeah they, that that is that is a way. that is a unicorn game for Mississippi State <laughs> yeah if they if, if, if unicorn they're doing that game. yeah if if they're doing that that is completely out of the norm is kind of a freak accident mm-hmm. but this this team is not built to come out there and just start raining threes and you know it, it would have to be you know the team shooting over 50 percent from the field and hitting you know 55 percent three pointers they've only turned the ball over like eight or nine times i just don't see that happening i, th- I think the that would be great now i'm not saying state shouldn't have that that formula but i just don't see that as a possibility we shall see. Huge game for Mississippi State. Six o'clock tip, SEC Network uh, in Columbia. If State gets this win, it's not Sharpie time to, to quote Seth Davis, but it, you can start you know, looking ahead and thinking Mississippi State's going to be in the NCAA tournament if they get this win, uh, assuming they don't collapse the final few weeks of the season. You win this game, and then you beat South Carolina, 
You're, even if you lose to A&M and Bandy, you feel solid. And that's even with eight losses. That's just because you, you grabbed another quad one win. I think a quad one win is necessary and not losing to South Carolina. And even then, you don't feel super safe, but you feel like you have a really good shot. I agree. I agree 100%. So. Again, I, I think State can win all four of these games. I I don't think that it's – I don't think that – I'm not can ready to say – Can is the like, correct word. Can I think is that the those correct games, word. I don't look at those and say, you're going to lose to you know Texas A&M, so go ahead and mark those as a loss. Because I feel like a, a lot of us did that against Arkansas. But that win against Arkansas has kind of changed my opinion on this team and what they can do on the road. So – I think it's possible for this team to win all four of these games. It's very hard to predict that, but I, I can look at each matchup individually and say they can win every one of these games. Um, it's just all about execution and, and consistency. I agree. Big game tonight. We'll see what happens. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. Brought to you by friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. You know, if Mississippi State goes to the NCAA tournament, we should all celebrate. We should all just get a big steak, grill it up, medium rare. And if they table. don't, we should eat in sadness. Robbie. Either way, we're having a lot of fun, huh? Right. We're going to have a wedding. Or, or a, a. <laughs> What a great movie. Uh, yeah. So this weekend, if you're looking to fire up the grill, and look, the weather this weekend. You know, I know Poxitani Phil said we're going to have six more weeks of winter. It looks like he was wrong. We might be getting that early spring rolling in here. I don't want to jinx it. But the weather this weekend is going to be fantastic for cooking out. That means fire up the grill, throw some red meat on there, and everybody will have a great, great time. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. Ooh, Wednesday, we going to Two Brothers? We going to Two Brothers Wednesday? I think we are. We're right. I think we are. I think that's going to happen. We'll see if anybody uh, cares to join us. But I doubt it. Our friends, huh? Friends. They only show up when they need something. That's right. That's right. They need to piggyback off of our success. Anyway. They should. Yes, they should. So, Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Yeah, I think we're going to have to make that trip there this week because I you know my smoked wing addiction is... I'm gotten, I got the shakes here just thinking about that. And of course, the food is great. The people are fantastic. And what a great location. I, I don't think any restaurant has benefited from a location change more in the history of the world than Two Brothers did, moving from that little small area back there to where they are right now. It is the anchor of the Cotton District. It's such a great place. It's Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. Advantage Business Systems, they prefer just to deliver it to you. And they have for 48 years. So when you need technology for your business, when you need a copier or a printer, if you need uh, new laptops, new computers, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need uh, if you need service, you're calling them right back. You're talking to somebody who made you the sale, not a, a call center where you're on hold for half the day, not an out-of-state consultant who may or may not be able to service you that week. No, somebody here in the state of Mississippi that you know and you trust. Their number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogue and the Collegiate Collection there, that is the best collection of quarter zips and polos in the state of Mississippi, and they have the logos that you want. So if you're tired of looking like a fool, 
and that gaudy banner rim. Oh, the worst. You want to look good. You want to put on a quality polo, a quality pullover. You go to the Rogue. Shop online at therogue.com or visit the Rogue in Jackson. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. You know, Brian, this this has been on my heart since this weekend. What's that? Um, I was this this is I shared this on the message board. It's just a horrifying a sad story. It's a horrifying story. I I caution. I'm just I, I want to put this out there for all dads. Just I mean, you have to be aware of what your children are seeing. And I didn't I didn't realize that my, that my daughter was going to be exposed to this at this age. We were watching the Mississippi State softball game. And they had these awesome helmets. Will you let me tell my story? Just I'm just trying to give it some musical background here. No, we're good. Okay. State's wearing these helmets, the state script helmets. I mean, yeah. just gorgeous. And my daughter walks in the room and talks about how great those helmets look. She loved the state script, which, yeah. I mean, she's my daughter. She's, I mean, it Mark runs in the family. And then this is what, I mean, I, I'm kind of welling up right now thinking about it. Uh, she saw the jersey. Mm-hmm. And on the jersey, there's this, I mean, the entire jersey, Brian, is covered with the banner M. Oh, God. The worst. I'm sorry. Uh, and she starts she starts crying. Oh. She starts Man, crying. She was so cry. upset. Man. And she runs out of the room and says, Mommy, Daddy's watching something bad on TV. <laughs> Because of that, because of that banner him. This is what we've are been you, subjected to. Are you listening, Zach Selman? Children are crying because they see the banner him. You had this beautiful helmet, and this uh, this is a four year old. Yeah. This is a four year old that is watching this on television, and she can recognize this. I'm just. I, this is a plea. This is a plea. Don't let these four year old kids be exposed to this anymore. I agree. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. Thank you for your, your your testimony here. I appreciate that. I, I was going out on a limb with that. I didn't know if I should share it or not. No, you did good. But I'm glad that I got that off my chest. There you go. Uh, our friends over at Dolce want to let you know that this Friday and Saturday, it's bagel time. It's time to start making it happen. So head over to Dolce 509 University Drive for breakfast, and then when you come back, when you want a su- sweet treat for the best gelato in town. Artisanal grill, grilled cheese sandwiches, if you want a quick bite for lunch. It's just a great place. And there's a lot more happening in that area that we're going to be telling you about very, very soon. Uh, Dolce is open Tuesday through Saturday at 11, Sunday at 1. It's the place to satisfy your sweet tooth. 509 University Drive in Starkville. Next to Bluto's Greek Tavern is Dolce. Robbie, we talk about it every year. and We, we try not to overreact. We tried not to overreact yesterday. I'm talking about Mississippi State baseball. But I can't help but feel like this is a really big week. You have two games against ULM. You know that they're probably going to be between 100 and 200 RPI most of the season. And then you have this thing with Arizona State. Arizona State is a team that some years are really good and, and some years they're, they're not great. But they feel like they'll be a top 100 team all, all year long as far as RPI goes. State can't afford a, a two-loss week, I don't think. State, they they, they, they really need – I don't think they're going to go 5-0. and I mean, that just that feels difficult. But they, they really need to find a way to be 4-1 and this week. Yeah, you know, Arizona State, when you're, when you're talking about teams from out west, you know, Pac-12 teams or 
Pac-10, whatever. Pac-12, yeah. Um, when you're talking about those teams, you're talking about the teams on the West Coast, a lot of times you think small ball, they're going to pitch it well. The state's going to have to keep guys off the bases. Uh, they're going to have to take advantage when they're on the bases. They're going to have to play really good defense. Those those teams like Arizona State are going to make you pay for mistakes like that. State can't have another weekend like they did this past weekend. Um, you know, you'll take what you got offensively, of course, but you, you can't have another weekend like that. Um, they swept San Diego State. They were all close games, but they swept them nonetheless. That's a program that's usually solid. I, I don't know what to expect out of Arizona State, to be honest with you. Um, but I do know what to expect out of Louisiana Monroe. State should be the better team. Yeah. So, at the very least, it really feels like you got to go four and one this week. And that one loss needs to be to Arizona State if you do. If you you'll take that sweep all day, and if you do t- if you do get that sweep, that kind of corrects some wrongs from the first weekend a little bit because you get a sweep over a Power Five program. You don't take a hit against Louisiana Monroe. State's got to make up some ground down the line against some teams to make up for that loss that they had against uh, VMI. Yeah, but it's a really important week. I mean, this is a week that I think we're going to have our eyes open on some guys because you're extending out a little bit. You're going to have the full scope of your pitching staff probably taking the field this week. And I, you this, know, obviously- this weekend they 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 probably limited some guys because you need a midweek things like that. Go ahead. Well, you know, we're, we're, you know, obviously today is it's Monday as we're recording. We're scheduled to talk to Coach Crystal Monis on Sports Talk Mississippi at four twenty p.m. as we always do. Uh, I'm very interested to get his thoughts on how he's going to pitch the midweek. You know, you and I talked a little bit yesterday about do you give Sunjay and and Lofton an opportunity there. Uh, but you have two midweek games, and you're going to have to pitch a bunch of guys because you don't want to overextend anyone. And just, just give me your thoughts. How would you handle that? Obviously, we, we mentioned the two freshmen, but do you, do you have a veteran guy that you might want to throw on a Wednesday? Just maybe a, somebody who could give you a few innings so you don't have to pitch everybody. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting thing. I, and I didn't think that we were going to see a lot of these, this scheduling under Chris Simonis. Because I don't think he really likes the Tuesday Wednesday deal. Ooh, he does not. I know but fact, yeah. But he's we. I mean, we we got that a couple of times this year. Mm-hmm. They're playing. They're playing a couple of Tuesday Wednesday uh, games. Of course, one of those is when they go to Biloxi. But it's very tricky thing because the pitching staff isn't really built like that 2021 staff where you could throw out a guy in the midweek that you feel really good about. And pretty much still lock down your your weekend guys and not have them pitched during the middle of the week. This is going to be a little different. I mean, I, I think it's going to take some uh, maneuvering and it's going to take some thoughts from from Scott Foxhall and Chris Lamontis. But the key, I think, is getting out to an early lead and kind of unloading guys and letting letting you know three or four guys get an inning apiece. But I would imagine that we're probably going to see Lo Sanjay and Bradley Lofton probably Tuesday and Wednesday, if I had to guess, uh, which is why we only saw them one inning each on Sunday. I, you know, I, I kind of get the vibe that they're probably going to pitch on Tuesday and Wednesday. So I, I don't know if we will see them. I don't know if we'll see them on the weekend or not. But I, I kind of get that vibe. Maybe Pico Khan too. I, I don't know what, what's going on with him. I don't know if he's hurt or what. But 
that there were several guys that didn't pitch this past weekend that you can throw back out there. Yeah. That's where you, you do miss having a guy like a, a Preston Johnson or a Houston Harding did that even before he became the Sunday starter. Just a yeah. guy you could put out there in the midweek and you knew he was going to give you three, four, maybe five innings that you, you could just trust that. State doesn't have that guy right now. They got to try to find that guy. You know, in a perfect world, it would be Parker Stinnett. You know, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see him get some innings in one of these two games uh, coming up just because if he can be that guy, you know, be a midweek guy who can give you four or five innings and, and, and sort of keep you out of the bullpen and keep guys fresh for the weekend. I mean, that's a huge role for him to play. And it's, it's a role that, a, that this team needs to be successful. From a batting perspective, though, you're right. I mean, I expect Mississippi State to be able to put up runs in every game the same way they did this weekend against ULM. And then Arizona State, I, we got to dive into them. You know, we don't know. I can't imagine, remember the last time we really gave a lot of thought to a, a non conference series. Uh, here at Mississippi State for baseball in terms of this podcast, but we're, we need to look at Arizona State because that could end up being sort of a defining thing. If State goes out there and takes two out of three from Arizona State, or can, goodness, can somehow get a sweep, I think every, you sort of leave last weekend and the bad vibes behind. But if they go out there and struggle and then they can't win the series at home, I think everybody's going to start thinking, okay, it's happening again. You know, State well, it goes back to the positives. <laughs> It goes back to last year, you know, yeah. and these years past, states just kind of rolled through these non-conference schedules. And we, we kind of saw some things to be really concerned about for Mississippi State early last year in non-conference. They struggled against Long Beach State and lost that series. They lost to uh, Northern Kentucky or whoever that was on Friday night the next week. Uh, two start for Lane and Sims, you lost. Um you know, they, they they had to fight to beat Grambling in the midweek. They struggled against Tulane. Like, it it just was – you could see it early. I want to see Mississippi State come out in these games and dominate these teams. I want to see some reason for optimism. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see close ball games. I don't want to see a team like Louisiana Monroe scoring five or six runs. Come out and shut them down. That's what good teams do. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, if you don't do that, if they're scoring six or seven runs in these games, I don't see any reason to be excited about SEC play. It's going to be another thing where you're, you know, 15 to 12, 10 to 7, stuff like that. I mean, and there's not many teams playing in the postseason, uh, deep in the postseason, that are giving up the, those kind of runs throughout the season. So not, no. it's something that's got to be fixed relatively quickly for Mississippi State. Uh, I will, um, you know, guys, make sure if you, if you don't hear it today, if you didn't hear it yesterday, as you're listening, go back and find the, uh, the interview with coach Lamonis, uh, on sports. Mississippi. we'll get into some of these questions and hopefully get an idea of what the pitching is going to look like this week, uh, for Mississippi state. When we, uh, when we talk to him on sports talk, Mississippi, all right. Uh, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. So, you know what to do. Plus obviously, uh, future Brian will have to recap what happens, uh, in Columbia for Mississippi state and Missouri. So we'll get that recap. And we'll have your questions on tomorrow's show. Robbie, we'll go ahead and fire off the tweet. We'll talk to you again the tomorrow. The tweet. The tweet. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.